Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Packaging Talks, the podcast series brought to you by the Packaging 360 team. Today on Packaging Talks, our guest is Dr. Samir Joshi, Plastics and Environmental Specialist. Dr. Samir Joshi holds a degree in Polymer Engineering along with holding a PhD on Waste Management. He has been working in Plastics, Waste Management and has been supporting young entrepreneurs who are dedicated to reduce plastic pollution. He is a fellow of the Indian Plastics Institute and of Indian Institute of Valuers, member of Indian Institution of Engineers and senior member of SPE USA. He holds expertise in circular economy, recycling, EPR, plastics and has his own plastics injection molding in Pune. Along with multiple feats, he also holds the Guinness World Book record for the world's largest t-shirt manufactured from plastic waste in 2018. He has been a guide to students for their master's and PhD program. He has been on several committees of national and state level for plastic waste management. He has several publications to his credit and holds a patent, is a speaker and moderator at various national and international conferences, besides being a recipient of various uh, awards and recognition at state and national level. Join me as we get into the conversation with Dr. Samir Choshi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Packaging Talks. In this episode, our guest today is Dr. Samir Joshi, eminent plastic technologist, not only a plastic technologist, but also a, a crusader for plastics and also plastics waste management. He has many achievements to his credit. We'll straight away get into the conversation on a topic that is very dear to his heart and no better than Dr. Joshi to discuss the various aspects of the plastics ban and the regulations. So Dr. Joshi, let's straight away ask you, uh, what is the present status of the regulations and the ban on single-use plastics in Maharashtra? And what has been the impact on small and medium-scale in plastic industries? And also tell us, give us a perspective of the consumer's thought process as well. Thank you, Dr. Ranga Prasad, for having me. The ban on single-use plastics, as far as the state of Maharashtra goes, came into effect from the 23rd of June, 2008. 18. The state government in a notification same year on March 23rd had clamped down on the use of plastic in a bid to fight the pollution caused by the extensive use of the plastics that were littered all over the place. The Maharashtra Pollution Control Board or MPCB as it's called has been instrumental to enforce the ban on single-use plastics. In Mumbai, the Rural Mumbai Municipal Corporation has constituted a team to monitor the ban. The district and local authorities in the rest of the state have also been given responsibility to see that the ban is implemented. And as far as the single-use plastics goes, the government of India has already proposed the plan to manufacture sale and use of the identified single-use plastics from the July 1st of this year. The notification of banning the plastics has you know, listed a comprehensive list of items and the most affected is the small and the medium scale plastic industry in Maharashtra. And as we know that the MSME sector in 
not only Maharashtra, but the entire country constitutes a major part in producing this single-use plastics. And the impact thus has been very high. The government did initiate a few steps in respect of these regulations. However, due to the onset of the corona pandemic, the enforcement was not so strict. This has helped the sector to continue with the manufacturing activity, at least to some extent, and sustain the business activity. Also, during the pandemic times, we did see the use of single-use plastics and the transitional situation thus arised and the time frame given has led to the development of some single-use plastics and also used of biodegradable and alternative materials that some SMEs or MSMEs have started to manufacture in this time. In your uh, opinion, what are the uh, strengths and deficiencies uh, in the regulation that have been promulgated in the state of Maharashtra? And which are the areas which need attention and clarity? So could you uh, explain this a little bit in detail? Sure. As far as the strengths, what I see is the policy was well ahead of its time as compared to other states within the Union of India. B, the regulations provided scope for a circular economy by mandating use of recycled plastic content, by replacing the virgin in the manufacture of plastic packaging products. You know, Plarasta was the first state in India, the Pollution Board through announced 20% recycled content in packaging. Deficiencies, the alternatives, while the policy ban contains certain terms, it avoids any mention of alternatives for the banned items. Although the awareness of the banned items are clearly mentioned in the official communication, there has been not much effort among creating the awareness among the implementing agencies, like at the urban local bodies or so, or the gram panchayats. And in, in absence of this awareness, the implementation sometimes becomes wrongful and the innocent get punished. As far as the thickness goes in the deficiencies part, there is little more, little or rather much confusion about what is allowed and what is not. It makes the notification says that Maharashtra makes mandatory all types of plastic packaging to be not to be more than 50 micron in thickness, whether it is carry bags or not. However, the industry grade of applications of plastic packaging cannot satisfy this thickness requirement. The whole purpose of packaging applications is lost when they have to abide by the 50 micron thickness, for example, the shrink films or the stretch films. Attention and clarity, what we need is even though the domestic industry has equipped itself with the rules and regulations and is trying to comply with them, it is facing a lot of aggressive competition from the industry which is operating from the other states or the nearby states. The industry in Maharashtra faces the additional burden of the compliance and the additional cost. Whereas the industries in our other states don't face this pressure. As a result, the outside industries of Maharashtra and their counterparts can still send the banned items to the state of Maharashtra but our industry in this state of Maharashtra can neither produce or sell it. 
so the regulations do need more clarity on this aspect so that there be there can be a level playing field for all industries and you know we need setting up a proper mechanism for collection creating a war room type of monitoring system and you know using the current time in the pandemic what we have to facilitate the development of sustainable alternatives this is some of the points which we need to consider and suggest to the government right now uh, what is the level of uh, policy regulations and standards at the national level why is it that there is not a single clear agency which directs the formulation and implementation of the directives at the state level in brief what do you think is the role of each stakeholder in the supply chain as we know sir that in india there are multiple stakeholders involved in the supply chain right from the ministry of environment forest and climate change that is the nodal ministry their responsibilities are as follows moefcc as we know the apex agency for setting the rules related to the management of all kind of waste plastics the cpcb the central pollution control board the agency for publishing the guidelines as per the rules monitoring the implementation of the waste management rules and coordination among the different stakeholders the state pollution control boards that are the counterparts of the cpcb in the state that is the pollution control boards for implementing and monitoring at the state level then the comes the producer the brand owner or the importer these are the obligated agencies or entities who need to obey the polluter pay principle they are the one who take the responsibility for the environmentally sound management of the products till their end of life or collection then the waste management agencies professional agencies involved in the actual ground work then the urban local body which is setting up the infrastructure for the collection segregation and processing then come the recyclers who are involved in the recycling of the plastics the waste pickers or our new days we call them the waste warriors the individuals who are voluntarily engaged and make a life out of you know collecting the waste plastics and finally the consumer is a point where particular things get converted into waste the responsibility of the consumer is more in this and getting all these people together to work in tandem not getting the clarity not getting the directions this various stakeholders this is creating a lot of confusion in the whole management of this policy and we have again various ministries also you know we come under the ministry of petrochemicals and fertilizers in the central level and the ministry of environment as i said is the nodal agency so there has to be tandem and line of thinking which is happening to a certain level and in the last 6 months we did see intervention and clarification from the parent plastic ministry of fertilizers to the environment ministry and if this uh, you know a nodal agency can be set up i think things can be more clarified what we need i think uh, setting up of a portal now like the gst portal for epr will help to resolve such issues 
Yeah, that's right. Thank you for bringing some clarity into this. As, as uh, we move into 2022, I think there is a lot of expectations in terms of the new regulations and also the implementation of the EPR regime. But going ahead, uh, what in your opinion is plastic waste management always going to be a perennial global challenge? Or in the recent past, have you observed any success stories in India or elsewhere in the world which are worth emulating and actually help to scale up so that you know all these uh, policies, regulations, standard become meaningful on the ground level. Sir, I would like to you know point out a very pertinent point here. You know when we talk of plastic waste management policy, then that comes immediately is the EPR or the Extended Producers Responsibility Model, which their government of India is going to roll out after the discussions in 2022. You know, EPR as a concept and a policy framework has been in existence in Europe since almost the 1990. We are talking of 2022 now, from 1990 to 2022, almost 30 years. And Europe has done that in 30 years, while in India, we are new to the idea of EPR, which was introduced first in the plastic waste management rules and we have just five years and in the whole process we have learned unlearned again learned done something redoing something so you know what the europeans did in 30 years we are trying to do in five years and we certainly have come in a long way in this and are maturing in our policy plastics as all of us know is an excellent material that provides the wonderful advantages and will continue to for many decades for sure because in the alternate in the absence of alternative materials at a reasonable price plastics packaging or a composite of packaging what i mean of composite is meaning materials coming together which can be recycled or collected and processed easily, these will continue to play a major role. As far as the Indian uh, plastic industry goes, it has been now established that as, as a fact, and as the rule of the land says, all have to adhere to the problem and find out solutions instead of complaining or going against the system. The major concern if is whether this policy will really uh, be implemented in letter and spread by all the stakeholders. I think it is happening and as it evolves, it will gather momentum. Now, we are already seeing single-use plastic applications being replaced by other materials, also by other eco-friendly materials. And over a time, when the government is serious and all stakeholders are also serious for our existence of the plastic industry, and we embrace the circular economy, the PWM concerns will drastically reduce. Although currently there are no many stories worth mentioning, there are a lot of opportunities that are seen emerging in the direction of ensuring circularity of plastics and reducing the PWM concerns. What I feel is, you know, we are evolving and going in the right direction. EPR, for example, at small locations, it is happening where segregation at source is good and regular. Small towns, you know, indoor is the best example, which has constantly maintained its status of being the cleanest city in 
India. So things are happening and every year brings a new hope. And we all certainly hope that 2022, as it unfolds, will bring exciting times in seeing clarity and the future for a brighter, better plastic recycling industry. Thank you. So on that positive note, on behalf of the entire Packaging 360 team, thank you, Dr. Joshi, for being our guest on Packaging Talks and bringing uh, clarity on this uh, rather diverse subject and a, and a very, very complex subject as well. Uh, we wish you all the very best for the coming year and you and your colleagues at the various plastic uh, organization and professional bodies to take up this course. And I hope that you will realize your uh, objectives in the coming year. Thank you, Joshi, for being uh, our guest on Packaging Talks. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you and best wishes to everybody at Packaging 360 Forum 2. Thank you for joining us for this special episode of Packaging Talks powered by Packaging 360. See you in our next episode.